Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. Hey, what's happening? Okay, so that's the executive decision was made? Uh, who what's made that? The, uh, there was no good morning, H-Town. Time to go to work. Ben, oh. ben you get on the microphone oh. right now. Right now. Yeah. Um, I ben, thought it was appropriate to one take of, it out. Uh, I don't know if you saw the... That was a good job, Ben. That was smart thinking. Oh, oh Sean, you're not happy with it, huh? No. It's it's an, well, I would have liked to have been... You, know, you want Ben? You don't. You don't allow Ben to speak on on microphone. That's you I you just tell asked him, him to no, speak don't. on microphone. I can put it back if Only, you like. Oh, yeah, with your permission, he's allowed to speak on microphone. I'm joking, everybody. That's not Sean's call. No, ben can do whatever um, he wants. Ben's the one who's in the most control of anybody in there. Ben's got options. That's true. Ben's got, got Ben's options. got like three jobs. He options. does this for fun, yeah. and it just so you can, so he can come in and have you treat him like a third class citizen. I know. I'm such a yeah. jerk. I'm such a jerk. Uh, no, I just it it. There's a Pavlovian thing to the beginning of the show. It was just a little jarring to not hear Lovey's voice. Ben, he didn't die. He just got fired. Like, it, but we don't know if he's in H Town. Yeah, I don't know. You're uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I You're, thought we should take it out. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fine. Okay. We got to find something else to put in there. It just felt a little too dry to me. That's all. That one. Uh, that one listener of ours who yesterday quoted Lovey Smith as divorce is a good thing. Um, <laughs> quoted it as Lovey Smith on Lovey Smith. Yeah. So that was. Yeah. Uh, is the, I, I felt that was, I felt that was disrespectful. Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> I took that as an what does Jordan say in that documentary? I felt that was an insult. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways, it was just uh, sorry. It just rattled me at six in the morning. I'm like, okay, something was different about that open. Um, how are we doing this morning, Seth? How you feeling? How you doing? I feel good. Yeah. I feel like a new dawn is upon us. Yeah. I remember when JJ. After Bill O'Brien was fired, tweeted out that picture of the sun rising over the opened roof at NRG I Stadium. I do, I do. Texans <laughs> would go on to not win any more games. Maybe one at that point. What was it? There's- they won four more games after that. So. Oh, they did. That's right. Okay, they okay. went four so was, and uh, eight the rest of the way. A robust. Oh, that's right. So Romeo won four games in four games in, out of twelve. Yeah, I mean, two of them were against Jacksonville, so we know that those those count. Uh, those only count as a semi win. 
You know, it's sorry. Uh, reigning AFC South champions is how I I refer to. Not the in twenty twenty, they okay? weren't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much I, I feel. People trying to love the Jaguars, and um, it's not. It's not. I, I don't think it's going to end well this year. But yeah. Trevor Lawrence is good. But yeah. you're but you're feeling good right now. It sounds like, huh? I feel good. I feel like uh, you know. I think some of the names in for the interview requests have been encouraging to a lot of people because you feel like, okay, these are these are names that have been bandied about. And we know, we all know the hazards of going by, you know, Q rating or popularity or anything when you're hiring a coach. But when you're coming off of hiring a David Culley, who very few people had ever even heard of, it's nice to just see a D'Amico Ryans. Uh, you know, Jonathan Gannon, who's more legitimate now than he was last year, a Ben Johnson, uh, uh, Aaron Glenn's been mentioned, yeah. so there's uh, there's a, I th- there's just a, a different feel so far. I know that pessimism reigns for the most part, but I feel like there are some glimmers that the national media feels like everything the Texans are doing now is part and parcel to dysfunction. Where I think a lot of people locally see everything the Texans doing right now as a, including firing Lovey Smith as kind of the cleanup of all the dysfunction that yep. was here for a few years. Yeah, I, I think my this is my feeling on it. I think my feeling the last two coaching cycles was it was a victory if the Texans were mentioned to have requested an interview with one of the hot type candidates. It felt more yeah. like, oh God, they're interviewing Jim Caldwell. Oh man, Leslie Frazier. Oh, you know, like retread city kind of thing. And then you wind yeah. up with David Cully, which is completely out of left field. But Lovey Smith kind of fit more that that mold of like okay, well this this is we're twiddling our thumbs for another year or two here. The five guys who they've reportedly requested interviews with are guys who are hot names. They're they're young, presumably progressively thinking coordinators that would either bring a a an advanced kind of offensive flavor to it with their own coaching or. They would bring one with it. They're a defensive coordinator who would bring one with them, we would hope, like D'Amico. I think the presumption is if D'Amico Ryans gets the job, he's bringing someone from the Shanahan tree with him to run the offense because that's the tree that he's been under. Here are the five names, just for people who are waking up and may not know. The five names that the Texans have reportedly requested interviews with, D'Amico Ryans, Jonathan Gannon, the Philadelphia D.C. who was the fun, was one of the got to the very end of the process last year. Shane Steichen, who is the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia. Ben Johnson, who is the offensive coordinator in Detroit, and Ajiro Aviro, who is the defensive coordinator in um, in Denver. So these are all these are all coordinators who are overseers of of among the the best units in football this year. Yeah, and I think Shane Steichen. I think the appeal there. Uh, immediately is okay. Wow, there's a there's a team that's doing it without having necessarily that blue chip NFL blue chip quarterback. That you know that's a, that feels like as much as as much crap as Micah Parsons got for saying it was more team than quarterback. I think Jalen Hurts would probably be the first to tell you because he's a quality dude. That yeah, it's a committee effort here, and I think the ability to do that takes a little bit of the pressure on like forcing a choice at quarterback that okay maybe these guys could do it uh, if not unconventionally that they don't have to get that number one a Trevor Lawrence Andrew Luck Peyton Manning type of quarterback um that we could do it with with perhaps any manner of quarterback that we find out there yep so I I like the uh I like the names as far as the process goes this was a question yesterday we're going to get to Nick Casario's press conference um throughout the show today there, there was an interesting 
uh, afternoon slash evening over at NRG Stadium yesterday. It was a different Nick Casario yesterday. Uh, the, the pressure is very, very evident, I think, on the Texans general manager. Um, and we expect to have Nick, we hope, uh, on with us here in the near future to talk more about that. Um, but as far as talking about these coaching candidates, because Cal spoke briefly before um, bringing Nick up to the stage, uh, one of the questions is, okay, it's we know it's Nick and Cal working in tandem to find the next head coach. Doesn't appear to be a search firm or anything like that. This is an old-fashioned uh, search for a, a new great hire at head coach. Casario was asked, what's the process? Who has final say on all this? Look, in the end, it's going to be a my recommendation to ownership and then ownership, our dialogue with each other. And then ultimately, Cal and Hannah own the team. So, you know, I'm going to be respectful of their wishes. I think we're going to be respectful of each other's perspective and wishes. And ultimately, we're going to do what we feel is in the best interest of the Houston Texans organization. So in the end, I think the owner has a trump card. So, you know, for me to think otherwise, I mean, it's probably rude of me. So, but that's just the reality of it. Rude. <laughs> Especially with them sitting right there, Nick. <laughs> it's probably rude of me. <laughs> so, um, so that I don't yeah, think so that was that, I don't think that's a big shock that that's the you know that Cal and Hannah have final say over who it's going to be. But was Nick, that that wasn't an answer to Landry's question? But it was around it was the same. I think there was a cluster of questions right there where Landry had asked, "Do you fear for your job?" Um, it was a la- Landry's that, question was a, was the second to last one of the press conference. They yeah. said, that's it. Close it down. <laughs> they started making the, Wait, well, the, we'll, the... We'll play the last question a little later in the show. That was a doozy. I don't know who the, the guy was who asked it, but man. Anyways, continue. So, yeah. That... Um, yeah, I, I couldn't hear it on the audio because at the beginning, Nick um, Nick said, no, nah, we don't need the microphones. Oh, come on, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of do. Um, I thought that... Uh, no, but Landry had asked, uh, do you fear for your job? And because Nick didn't give a like a straight answer up to that question i think if i was putting myself in the general manager's position i think if you ask that do you fear for your job that, whether fear is a right word or not i mean that's life in the nfl is that you're constantly you know you have to show up and compete every day you know and it's a it's a three-year cycle with gms but they all know that they could be fired at any given moment yeah steve kime gone for whatever reason yep uh, you know out in arizona yeah i the sense i got and we'll get into this in the next segment because because nick did he acknowledged multiple times, either prompted or even unprompted, that, hey, if I'm not doing the job, then you know I'm p- totally paraphrasing here. We'll hear his exact words in the next segment. But that was Landry's question. Landry was sort of acknowledging that multiple times throughout that press conference, Nick basically said, look, if I'm not doing the job, then, then, I, you know, then I should be next kind of thing. And, and Land- that was yeah. what led to Landry's question. He said, look, you've, Landry said, you've said it five times in this press conference that you know, if you're not doing your job, then – and that's it for you. Or are you fearing for your job? So we'll we'll have some of this audio. We'll sprinkle it in throughout the show. But yes, I want to get to that. The, to me, the biggest takeaway, the three biggest words from Nick Casario's, four biggest words from Nick Casario's press conference yesterday, I thought was the tone of the entire afternoon. And we will get to that next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. Um, I thought this was, these were the the words I thought that kind of made my ears perk up in Nick Casario's press conference yesterday when he said towards the end, after being hit, with a barrage of questions about his job security, the job he's done so far. Um, He said the clock is ticking. You know, I have a responsibility, and I understand. Like, let's be real. Let's be honest. I mean, the clock is ticking. You know, time is short, but that's okay. Like, we live in a high-pressure – we work in a high-pressure environment. The expectations are high, and it's about performance. And if I don't do my job well enough, you know, in the end, and quite frankly, you probably think that I haven't done my job well enough at this point, and that's more than fair. At some point, you know, decisions will have to be made, and the only thing I can do is make a commitment to our building, to our ownership group, to our team, to our organization, that we're going to do everything we can to try to – come up with a better result i thought anybody who was going into that press conference yesterday hoping to drag nick into a debate about whether or not he's doing a good job or get him to lobby for his job or anything like that yeah came away empty um i thought the theme of that and we'll get to more casario audio here in just a second but seth i know you saw the press conference i mean that was the overriding theme to me of the press conference one cal mcnair said he's going to be more involved in this head coaching search than he'd been in the previous two and number two um that Nick Casario is very aware of what the impression is from him right now on the of him is from for some Texan fans on the outside yeah. right now, and I think that rightfully the target is squarely on him now. You know, whoever this next head coach is is not going to be the person who gets the finger pointed at them primarily if the Texans are the same quality team in 2023 that they've been the last three seasons. Right, and I think this is this is the hard part of. A reset or a tank, you know, and and I guess it's 
the uh, tanking is an interesting word because it can mean a hundred different things. But like in the case of the Astros, there is a legitimate argument that they had to reset because of the previous administration, and then that ends up looking like a tank. Okay, um, whether you wanted to call it a tank or a reset, there's some some really hard things to it because it all looks great on paper. And I think two years ago there was as Nick took over and as the situation with Deshaun made things way more complex, I think what looks good on paper becomes really, really difficult to execute. And you can never anticipate exactly how it's going to go. It'd be like, like Sean, if a scientist, because you try to be super rational about this, right? It's all analy- a- analysts and analytics and everything. So if a scientist is, is to say, all right, I'm going to run this experiment, and I might have to run it 100 times, we're going to fail a whole bunch, but at the end, hopefully, we get the desired result. And then he goes into his lab, and you don't hear from him for two years, and then at the end, they come out, and they look, look at this test tube full of glunk, and uh, everybody rejoices. What if you would, What if you all of a sudden focused... 70 cameras on the scientist, and every time he failed the experiment, every step along the way, um, you, <laughs> you, you demanded action, you demanded change, yes. you criticized them. All, and that's what happens to everybody in the organization, whether it's the head coach, the, the general manager, the owners, um, the owners' friends who are talking to them at the country club. Like All that stuff makes it really, really difficult to actually follow through. That's what happened with the 76ers. It was when Sam Hinkie ended up writing that really weird letter to the board of directors of the 76ers, it was because all of that stuff had kind of finally taken its toll. So, yeah, I think that's what we're seeing. If, if, if you thought Nick looked like he was very aware of his career mortality yesterday – I think some of that is all of that pressure and all of that scrutiny and all of the many changes and course changes you have to make along the way when you set out to reset a franchise. It yeah. just doesn't ever, ever, ever go the, the planned route. Uh, here's another one from Casario when he was asked, at what point is this more than a head coach problem? I'm not going to hide or walk away from those responsibilities. And the only thing I can do is to take inventory of where we are, try to provide what I believe are the best solutions moving forward, trust the people that are in the building, trust the people that are around me, trust the team that we've assembled, and try to make the right decisions. Um, so, yeah, that that was – is it more than a head coach problem? And then he goes on to say that – and this is something he reiterated multiple times throughout the press conference – that if his if the job he's doing is not a good one or if he's not the right fit for this moving forward, he would respect whatever decision the Texans make. Candidly and honestly, as we work through this process, and if there's candidates, they feel that, you know, whether or not my position, that, you know, I'm worthwhile to be in my position. If ultimately the best thing for the organization is for me not to be in that position, then, you know, I have to respect that and acknowledge that. And, you know, I'm certainly not above and beyond anything else. So what I've tried to do is just be consistent on a year-to-year basis, try to do what I believe is in the best interest of our team on a year-to-year basis, our organization. And eventually, like at some point, if somebody feels that that's not the direction that we need to go, I respect that and acknowledge that, and, you know, that's my responsibility. The only thing that I can do is do the best job that I can, try to make the decisions that I feel make the most sense, and that's what I'm committed to doing. It was interesting, Seth, because there were a couple times he said it where it was more of a, hey, if I'm not doing the right thing and, you know, and, and my bosses feel that way, then then so be it. That was one of a couple times where he said if there are candidates who feel that way about him, which I read to – which I heard to mean like, okay, so if one of your head coaching people that you interview – says they want a different general manager like yeah and you respect that like that to me I'm hearing that I'm going okay well that's 
I mean, that's certainly not any of the candidates that they've got, they put in interviews for would be, I don't think any of the coordinators, it's all coordinators that they've got so far. Like, I don't think D'Amico Ryans comes in and says, I need a new GM in here. He's been a coordinator for two years. Now, Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh, candidates like that might say something like that. Right, and I mean, D'Amico so far, at least based on last year, has been somewhat selective and exactly what kind of a scenario he wants to go to. He he just said at one point last year that he wasn't going to take any more interviews. So I think that, um, I, I don't know, is that lip service or is that more of a, I, I think that might be just almost more of a, like a philosophical <laughs> thing that came off the top of his head. Yeah. But if, I think you're also, if you're the GM and let's say Cal McNair comes in and says, hey, I want to interview Sean Payton, then as a, as a, then I think Nick Casario realistically would think, okay, well, there's a chance. If, if Peyton comes in and Cal decides that he really likes Peyton, there's a really good chance that Sean Peyton says, but not with Nick. You know, it, like that's just the, the deal. Or Nick might decide, all right, this isn't going to work out because uh, obviously we're going to butt heads too much or, or whatever it might be. So I don't know. I think, um, I think sometimes – like not just Nick Casario, but general managers in general, when they when they start to speak realistically about things, when they start when they <laughs> like one person yesterday told us said that uh, Nick was using word salad. I don't know. Whenever they try not to use word salad, they uh, every, everything gets read into ex- to an extreme degree, and and that's why a lot of GMs will just get up and give you just very cliched speak. Yeah, I I think if you look if you read the transcript of Nick's press conference yesterday, I think it would look yeah. a lot. I think it would read a lot like his other press conferences. Maybe even read a lot like the interviews he's done with you and me. I think he's yeah. maybe a little more candid when he's on with you and I. He's certainly looser when he's on with you and I than he may have been yesterday. Um, if you were in the room or you watched the press conference, to me the the candidness was in his demeanor. The candidness was in the. The nature of his answers, the the answers to a lot of these questions, prompted or unprompted, were about his career mortality, to use your words, Seth, yeah. as the general manager of the Texans. I think he's feeling the pressure right now. I guess, um, I guess the question, though, is I, how many of the questions, like, the question is, a good deal of those questions were also geared towards that or suggestive of that, you know, kind of accountability, all that stuff. So it's like when... Deshaun Watson was asked questions about Eric Bieniemy. He answered questions about Eric Bieniemy, and all of a sudden, it became the story somehow that wow, Deshaun Watson really wants Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, like, no, he just he answered positively when asked questions about Eric Bieniemy. I guess I guess I'm thinking more just uh, Nick's body language and his demeanor. That that's kind of why yeah. I'm saying if you read the transcript, it would read like any other Casario press conference. If you were in the room, I think if you yeah. were in the room, it was very evident that there was there maybe tension is too strong a word. But it, I thought it was definitely a different tone for Nick, you know, yeah. specifically about his situation than any other press conference that he's been in before. It's a hard, you know what, I, I could say this, Sean, just having been on, you know, various teams in my life where you get named a starter and somebody's PO'd and a lot of times, as a, you know, as a, if you're, if you're good at a sport, you're going to get named starter over an upperclassman. You know? So when you're a freshman and a senior gets benched for you, um, or if you're, you know, any decision, you know, you're a rookie and a veteran gets benched for you, um, there's always a little bit of awkwardness. And you, know, you, know, you kind of try to be respectful of the situation. And with a GM, 
I guess it's a little bit even more so because you're. It'd be like if you were a freshman, and you came in and you said, "Hey, by the way, I'm the starter. You sit down." Uh, so yeah. you're the guy that's still there. Well, another guy is out of a job. So I don't know. I think it lends itself to a certain awkwardness. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yes, of course, you obviously have. I, I think also the the you know the very frank realization every time somebody gets fired that like oh yeah uh i am working at the discretion and leisure of uh the billionaire who who's my employer right and if the if the billionaires who uh, you know own me decide to set me you know to let me go all of a sudden uh they might wake up tomorrow and do it that that's just the reality of the situation you never know absolutely all right there's not a board of directors that needs to be consulted before he not fires that we you. know of yeah. <laughs> all right uh 713-572-4610 getting a lot of text to the uh trailer will and frame text page sir uh, there was a concern on the text page real quick. Someone asked, is this all just one big... Oh, here it is, uh, 6114. What do you think would happen if the Texans are secretly making a move to hire Josh McCown? I'm not going to say there's a 0% chance of that, but I would bet a ton of money that Josh McCown is not going to be part of this search. Wait, where am I? Who is this guy? Right, right. He might even yeah. say that if his if he got a request for an interview. Josh McCown. Wait, where am I? Who is this guy? Right, right. His name's, his name's Josh Nick. McCown who is so talented that nobody else has interviewed him for a head coaching yeah. position. But like that's the whole – I mean, that's um, – and honestly, again, again, I feel like there was this pervasive almost just – I don't know if anybody's aware of the book um, The Secret. Uh, there's this feeling that you can just put things out into the universe and make them so. And I feel like there was a pervasive attitude of that when O'Brien and Easterby were in charge yeah. that uh, was unconstrained by any – boundaries uh or reality or anything like that and i feel like that's where they got they went down that road with josh mccown of uh fantastical thinking about anything could be possible if we hire willy wonka here uh because it's a magical wonderful place and he's just uh, josh willy wonka mccown is just such an incredible human being that he'll sprinkle dust all over us and we'll turn to chocolate and be swimming in a river of championships with a top hat and a (laughs) <laughs> purple velvet long coat walking around giving out candy. Um, all right, we, the um, the list of candidates. We've got the list of interview requests the Texans have made. ESPN's got a report card on what if the Texans were to hire some of the candidates that they've requested here. We'll play a little guessing game. Play along in your cars with us. What are the grades that the ESPN experts would give the Texans on these hires? That is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Hi, Payne and Pendergast with you. Here is what the list the list of interviews that the Texans have requested so far. They've requested the interviews, and um, we uh, we will wait and see how many of these uh, invites are accepted. I would I would expect that they would be uh, to at least talk about the Texans' job, which I think is a is one of the better jobs, if not the best job on paper of the five openings. Cliff Kingsbury, by the way, fired yesterday, so in Arizona. So there's five. Job openings right now in the NFL. Here are the candidates that have been. Which, by the way, real quick, that is one uh, just to, to keep in mind. Cliff Kingsbury and the GM both got extensions last year. Yes, like long extensions, six-year extensions. So uh, yeah, they they mean almost nothing uh, when it comes to whether a guy's going to get fired or not. Yeah, billionaires are willing to scratch that check. Yeah. Yep. Uh, here are the candidates: uh, the two coordinators in Philadelphia, Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator; Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator. Both. Got interview requests from the Texans. D'Amico Ryans, Texans legend, former captain, former teammate of Seth Payne, and more recently the defensive coordinator for a really, really good San Francisco defense. He got an interview request. Um, Ben Johnson, the OC in Detroit, who has resurrected the career of Jared Goff, uh, he got a request. And Ajiro Averro, the defensive coordinator in Denver, who, look, Denver's been a bad team this year. The defense ain't the reason. It's been a really good defense in Denver, he got yeah. a request as well. I guess the one thing we can put to bed before we play the report card game here, Seth, with these candidates, um, we can put to bed – stop sending us the text to the trailer wheel and frame text page that uh, D'Amico Ryan sued the team, didn't he? Why would they interview D'Amico Ryans? He sued the team when he got injured on their turf back in 2014 or whatever it was yeah. when he was a Philadelphia Eagle. Um we can put that to bed. They've requested to interview. I've, apparently, the team has let bygones be bygones when it comes to getting a potential really good coach. It's, it's always been, um, I don't know, a strange argument. Like, I understand bringing it up, but it's uh, the people that act like, you know, people don't get sued in life and then continue to do business together. I just don't get it. It just defies all the evidence around you. So, And in the NFL, like, this is like a workers' comp case, um, you know, on steroids, but still not really. It's about working conditions in the field and everything. It wasn't like uh, a personal attack on one of the McNairs or, or anything like that. So I don't um, – I never understood that or got it. And, uh, yes, I know that Aaron Wilson reported that D'Amico Ryans wasn't interested, um, but that was – you know, that it, it – it, that the the report itself felt like a whole lot of um, maybe people speculating uh, on behalf of uh, D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah, the proof will be yeah. in the proof will be in. Does he accept the interview request? My guess is they don't make these requests unless they've got a decent idea that the guy yeah. wants to talk to the team. Let me tell you one thing. If I were D'Amico Ryan's, I'd be pissed off that like somebody out there is saying like, "Oh no, he doesn't want that job." Yes, like, dude. Just you know. Um, how about, you know, the best environment is an auction environment, so shut the hell up. Right. Because it's better if I – if it, maybe I don't want to go to the Texans, but I don't want anybody to know that, uh, you know, until after I choose where I'm going to go. So yep. the, the, there's something just 
kind of fishy about whoever is telling that to Aaron uh, Aaron Wilson. Agreed. And I believe the person is a scumbag. Yes, it is. yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, all right, let's let's go. ESPN did a uh, did one of those cool kind of spiffy graphic things where you can like an interactive sort of graphic where you can plug in a team and plug in a candidate and it spits out what their experts in this case. Um, Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano, uh, they give grades to each of these, like hypotheticals. If the Texans were to hire this guy, this would be the grade we would give this hire on a report card. Seth, there are th- of the five candidates they've requested, the Texans have requested to interview, three of them are part of the group of coaches in this graphic here. So I know you haven't looked at it yet. Nope. Correct? Um, so let's see if you can guess... I'm guessing the grade. Guess yeah. the grade on the, the three candidates that they've included in this graphic that you can plug in here. And you can plug it in. It's pretty cool. You can plug in the Texans or any of the other openings, and it spits out a grade. Um, Jonathan Gannon, D'Amico Ryans, and Shane Steichen are all in here. So if the Texans were to hire Jonathan Gannon, defensive coordinator for the Eagles, who made it pretty deep into the process last year, he was among the final three until it became a final four with Lovey Smith. But the, yeah. the final three were reportedly Gannon, Brian Flores, and Josh McCown. So Gannon has impressed the Texans previously, probably did him a favor by not hiring him last year. Um, what would the grade be? What do you think the experts would say the grade would be for Jonathan Gannon, or what would your grade be for Jonathan Gannon? However you want to do it. The experts, does it say which expert is the one doing the This grade? one would be Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, yes. Hmm. Is he a fantasy guy? Or he's not. A, no, he's a oh, he's okay. an insider. Yeah. Okay. So Jonathan Gannon, who I think you know, honestly, I thought he's he's shown a lot of versatility up there, and uh, and a willingness to, in conjunction with the GM, you know, bring in the right kind of guys and veterans to patch up issues like with the run defense. Um, they've they've run multiple different defensive fronts, so it's hard to pigeon them whole, pigeon them into just one type of style or scheme, which I like. I think you should be adaptable to your your personnel. Uh, and yet he is a defensive-minded head coach, which I'm guessing in the, in the, in the so-called experts, that's going to knock him down a notch. I would say they would take him from uh, B+, plus, B+. Plus. A-. Minus. A- oh, minus. Okay. You're close. Jeremy Fowler uh, likes that. He okay. likes that. Here's what he said. Here, that was harsh. Here's what he says. Uh, Gannon was a finalist for the Houston job last year, and many around the league thought he would get the job. He yeah. should be a front runner again. Seems like a favorite of Nick Casario. So I don't, there's speculation, and um, I, I guess rumors or speculation that maybe Gannon and Casario couldn't quite come to terms on exactly, you know, who is going to choose what positions or what have you. Who knows? You know, I, I would imagine. I mean, there's a there's a certain amount of that jockeying in any kind of hire. Um, I guess the fact that they are interviewing him again and hopefully that he accepts the interview request would mean that whatever, if there were obstacles, they they obviously weren't like the kind of, you know, I can't work with this guy type of obstacles. First thing I would say if I were Nick Casario to Jonathan Gannon when I do the interview with him this year is, bro, I did you a favor by not hiring you. <laughs> like, oh, I'd, yeah, ra- yeah, I'd rather yeah. be Gannon coming in in 2023 than coming in last yeah. year. Right, yeah, make it a lot easier. Yeah. Although, I mean, there are the, the, some of the things that, you know, one thing Aaron Wilson pointed out in his article about Lovey Smith being fired was that, that Lovey uh, reportedly didn't accept advice or want to look at the analytics or any of the kind of the, the modern age football stuff. That in a lot of ways, he's still coaching like it was 2005. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think that would have been an issue with, 
Jonathan Gannon or D'Amico Ryans or a lot of the other guys. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with that. All right, D'Amico Ryans, speaking of which, what do you think that Dan Graziano would grade a D'Amico Ryans hire for the Houston Texans? The old grass dog probably <laughs> looks at D'Amico, bona fide candidate, not a Josh McCown type of candidate. If he were a Josh McCown candidate, it would he would be uh, he would far outweigh Josh McCown's playing career. I mean, that's all we have to go off of at this point. We don't have any actual Josh McCown coaching experience, so you might as well go off his off of his playing experience, which I usually hate doing. Yeah. I'd much rather have a backup quarterback than a starting quarterback, yes. typically. Uh, but that's all we have to judge him on. Yeah, he sucked. So D'Amico. I would say uh, he gives D'Amico Ryan's an A. He gives D'Amico Ryan's. An A. Yeah, good go. job, Seth. Way to go. Here's so his easy comment. To give people A's at this point in the process. Isn't well, it? we'll get to, yeah. to we'll, we'll keep we'll keep this thing moving. He, here's what did Gratz- they run? Uh, now is Lovey Smith uh, one of these candidates? These coaching candidates? I assume with all the criticism right. there was of the Texans over firing Lovey Smith nationally, I assume that all these people have Lovey Smith like with a bullet at the top of their coaching candidates. Yeah, he's right? not. He's not in this graphic. Well, that's so, weird. Believe it or not, I know. That's no, strange. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's odd. It's odd that. It, it's odd that it would be so crazy that somebody you hired in desperation in the last minute last year that you're now facing criticism for firing wouldn't immediately be at the top of all the uh, job search candidates because he's so awesome. How could you fire him? I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm oh. flabbergasted myself. I am. Okay. Here's what, okay. here's what, Gra- would you call him? Grotstock? Here's what, yeah, the Grizz. Here's what Grotstock says about D'Amico Ryans to the Texans. He played in Houston. They love him there. They could sell it as building around a franchise hero, and they have the resources to rebuild quickly. I think that's accurate. I think all those things are accurate. It's accurate. It's uh, the franchise hero part start part wanes pretty quickly. I think. I think that I think that people are actually pretty good at separating the player from the coach. I mean, in Denver, it it wasn't pretty for Elway, <laughs> you know, in their assessment of him as a as an executive towards yeah. the end. But they still love him as John Elway, the dude that, A, won Super Bowls as a player, and B, won Super Bowls as an executive. Yep. All right. Um, Shane Steichen is the other candidate the Texans have requested an interview with who is part of this infographic here. What grade do you think Jeremy Fowler gave a Shane Steichen hire for the Houston Texans? Shane Steichen, who I was reading about Shane Steichen, just wanted to get a feel for some of these guys' personalities yeah. more this morning, and he's been described as like a uh, CEO type. Okay, which I don't always. I, I think I feel like I think sometimes when people describe a coach as a CEO type, I think they think they're saying it as a positive, but it never comes off that way. Like in your mind, when you close your eyes and think of like winning football coach, you never really think of um, I, I I don't know, like uh, who's the guy from. Uh, Steve Jobs or something, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah, does Andy Reid seem like a CEO of a company to you? No, not yeah. like a CEO of a – no, you know what? He, he seems like a CEO of like a small, like Midwestern manufacturing company right, or something. Right, right, right. You know, like Tommy Boy's dad. Yeah, Something yeah, like that. Yeah. But not like when you say CEO, you start in your mind, you're thinking of like corporate Fortune 500 types right, and everything. Right, right, right. I guess Steve Ballmer maybe would be one. But those guys are like above and beyond CEOs. They're more they're founders and presidents. So um, I'm going to say you gave him based on the CEO assessment. I say B for Shane Steichen. A B, yeah, really. Give him a B, yeah. You're good at this game, Seth. Here's what he says: Jeremy Fowler hiring. I know these media types. Hiring either Eagles coordinator would be a sound decision for Houston 
which needs more of a long-term solution at the helm. All right, well, that's about as vanilla a comment as you can make. But, yeah, like, okay. Oh, yeah, as opposed to all these other people who are hiring short-term solutions right. and coaches. Right, I just right. Yeah, like, uh, I, <laughs> I mean, now a bridge coach or whatever, yes, that, that happens. But I feel like, uh, yeah, I, the, the CEO type for the long-term solution. Fine, cool. Do you want to play this game with the two biggest candidates out there in general, on the marketplace, Jim Harbaugh, biggest Sean in Payton? name or biggest in actual body no, size? No, biggest in. If you're going Eric Bieniemy. That's a tough one. Short but round. <laughs> he's on this graphic, I, but no, biggest. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, Bieniemy's look like he's put on a few. Um, Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton. You want to play this game with those two right now? Uh, yes, yes, the grade. Yeah. All right, let's Jeremy. What did Jeremy Fowler They're in there? I thought you said that only a few, only three of the Texans. There's ten. Those are the three of uh, those. Oh, are the, the Texans have officially, yeah, yeah, okay, have officially requested. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's there's ten candidates in general because it's okay. for all the teams. Um, what did what did Jeremy Fowler grade a Jim Harbaugh hire for the Houston Texans? I think it's. Um, I think the media types tend to hate the retreads, despite the current success of Andy Reid. Um, and, uh, I, but so in, in Jim Harbaugh, I feel like, uh, they, they, nobody can knows quite what to make of him. I would love it if they hired Jim Harbaugh, even though it might be a complete disaster, but I would, I would love the upside of it. I think that Fowler gave Harbaugh B minus B plus B B B B plus. Yeah. He says, so he had one negative thing to say about him. What was it? He said, well, this is what he says. Sneaky good job for Harbaugh, who gets the number two pick for a QB, intriguing pieces, and power. Reclamation power. reclamation projects have been a Harbaugh specialty. Well, that is that's they very true. Have. Yes, he loves a fixer upper. He he does he's like a fixer uh, yeah. upper. Yes, he's like that lady that uh, in Detroit that my wife loves so much that goes and fixes up the houses. Yes, and, uh, that's what she does. This is a Detroit reclamation project at the. At the lowest depths of when Detroit real estate was like you couldn't give it away, remember? Right. You literally couldn't give it away. You could just like you could walk around the city and like call up City Hall and be like, I want this plot over here uh, for a dollar. And they'd be like, Thank you. Yes. Thank you for taking that plot off our hands for a dollar. Can you tear it down? Um, um, that's what Texans are right now. They Detroit are. Detroit at the depths of the real estate crisis. Yes. Sean Payton. What do you think Jeremy Fowler gave a Sean Payton higher grade? For the Houston Texans. Okay, so was it Fowler the, who had just graded Harbaugh as a B plus? He graded him as a B plus, and it's and, and by Fowler. the way, it says okay. great grading the match. So they're kind of grading the match between the two sides here. I think he thinks well. Sean Payton, honestly, okay, uh, just as Jim Harbaugh is into reclamation projects, and still, I bet those guys are probably about the same age, but Harbaugh just feels younger. Um, where Sean Sean Payton. Partly because he retired because he was tired already, uh, feels a little bit older. I don't think he wants to step into a place where it's not maybe immediately ready to win. And I, I don't agree with that. I, I think that if that is his feeling, I don't. I think that's a misguided strategy. And yet, I think it's the most likely one. So I would say he gives him a, a C plus for Peyton. D plus. D plus. D is in dog. <laughs> plus. Here's what he says. Uh, your your thinking was spot on with what Fowler says here. You just you guys just had different letter grades. You're an easier grader. Um, that, that is 100 percent true. He says I would be shocked to see Peyton in Houston, which is a major rebuilding job with hints of dysfunction after firing coaches in back to back years. I would think to me the bigger the candidate, like the pay, the the like the like the Harbaugh Peyton candidates are big candidates, right? They're big. Yeah. 
to me, the bigger the candidate, the less they care about the back-to-back one-and-dones of the last two years. Oh, God, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. The whole – and that the whole – I mean, it's just – I don't even blame people for just taking a 35,000-foot view of the Texans and thinking like, well, the coaches don't have any security because that's just – it's easy to think that way. Um, but I think when people look at the actual situation and they dig into it and have conversation with Casario or McNair, I think they will see it differently. And, you know, just like the, the 49ers had fired coaches after one-year stints back-to-back, and it ended up working out all right for Kyle Shanahan. Yep. You know, did Kyle Shanahan go into San Francisco thinking, I don't know, Jed, you guys, uh, first you fired <laughs> first you fired that defensive line co- Jim Tom Sewell and David Culley are the same damn person. Like, they're, they're, they're career position coaches who are clearly uncut to be coached. Like, there's no way for Kyle Shanahan to have gone into San Francisco and be like, well, you fired Jim Tom Sula. What's that mean for me? Yeah. Like, that would be the dumbest thing ever. That would be the biggest. If he ever said that, you should not hire that right, guy. Right, right. Like, if he right. compares himself to Jim Tom Sula. Yes. So, likewise, are you honestly afraid that Sean Payton or D'Amico Ryans or somebody is going to come in and be like, gosh, I mean, if you if you would fire David Cully, yeah. what what would keep you from firing me? I mean, that's David freaking Cully, as we used to call him back in the they day. They have yeah. no idea how many Cully esque characteristics I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm way more like Cully than they think. Now the and then for as far as the Texans explaining the uh, the lovey one, like I, like. It was a desperation hire because the Texans had painted themselves into a really bad corner yeah. in a lot of ways. And the um, one of the chief painters of that corner uh, was fired midway through this season. Yep, indeed. All right, um, Nick Casario met with the media yesterday as we roll on here on a Tuesday. Payne and Pendergast, Sports Radio 610. By far the weirdest question of the press conference was the final one yesterday. Is this even a question for Nick Casario? We will have that for you next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 